Okay, I need everybody to stand up. Y'all eight, y'all are tired. This is the seventh <laughs> inning stretch, so let's give it the seventh oh, inning stretch. Oh, look, I've been teaching adult people for a long time. Y'all get sleepy. All right, sit down. I am Kimberly Benson, and yeah, you're not going to sleep. No, ma'am, uh -uh, no. If you're going to sleep, I'm going to go over there, and we're going to mess with you bad. We're going to put you on Facebook and YouTube. All right, I'm very interactive. I'm all over the place. No, I'm not ADD, but it's going to look that way, okay? The reason we're going to be all over is because we're going to also crack a lot of jokes in here because this is a really heavy topic. And I don't want you to walk around feeling so bombarded with this topic. I want you to be moved to do something about this topic. Human trafficking is a really big deal now. How many of you think you know what human trafficking is? What do you think it is? Uh, I think it's old-fashioned pimping. You think it's old-fashioned pimping. Who else has another description? What do you think it is? Forced into sexual behavior via kidnapping. Uh, kidnapping, um, sold to the highest bidder. Sold to the highest bidder. Human trafficking is not only about sex, but it's also about people that are brought against the will to work in homes and work on the back page, work on the internet, that they don't have a choice in what they do. But it's not necessarily sex. It could be for any forced work. Who do you think's right in here? No, all of you are right. Reality is, it's buying and selling of human beings for profit. That's it. Um, one of the main ways people are trafficked is labor trafficking. And how it looks typically is you'll see illegal or what we consider illegal immigrants here. But do you know that the International Labor Organization says that most people of Latino descent come here legally and once they're here, they're exploited. But we, not knowing their status, just assume what? All right, now, we don't want people to assume about us. Just like within the prison system, all felons need a second chance. If we keep saying you ain't nothing but a, nothing but a, understand? The other forms of sex trafficking include strip clubs, uh, services like escorts, massage parlors, and we're not talking Gould's Day Spa, ladies, right? What I need to make sure by law that I tell you is the exact definition. There are three main ways. I'm going to read it word for word because by law I'm obligated to do so. Human trafficking is the buying and selling of human beings for three main reasons, fraud, force, and coercion. What is fraud? False. Trickery of some sort, right? False promises. You said that right. What's force? That they don't want to do. That's right. Daryl, would you come up here? I'm going to utilize you. What's coercion? Let me give it to you. It's nothing more than a fancy word for manipulation. Now, it's real obvious that I got me a good looking all bald headed. But reality is, force is what? Literally doing what? Make, come on, be a little harder. He don't like front pinions, all right? Keep pulling me that way. But I, I can't go where I want to go because of what? Why? Now, a lot of times we'll see young ladies on the side of the street and there's nobody around them. So we often assume that they could do what? If they what? If they wanted to. But if anybody in here has seen the Ike and Tina Turner story, what's love got to do with it? He says what? I'm in, I'm in here, anime. I'm in here. Because manipulation, thank you. Manipulation is in here. And no, he knows. But it's in here. 99% of anything that's happening in coercive measures within human trafficking is done mentally. 
Same thing would go for instance like this. I know where your mama is, and if you don't do what I tell you, I'm going to go get her. I know where your little sister goes to school, and if you don't do what I tell you, I'm going to go get her. And so what happens is, is they're forced to do it to protect who? See, it goes a long way. I want to tell you some other things. Most people hear about sex trafficking, and they assume sex trafficking is the highest form of human trafficking. It is not. It is not. We have things like <coughs> the boyfriend factor. Who wants to be my boo? I always use my husband. Who don't mind being my boo in here? I need a man. You pointed him out, so I'm going to utilize you. Come on up here. Yes, whoever points is the one I'm using. Come on up here. <coughs> See? You won't point nobody out no more. I want you to work with me here, okay? All right, all right. All right, this is William, but I call him Boo, all right? He's my Boo, ain't he fine? He's fine, right? Here's what's going to happen, and you will be Boo forever, so none of these people will ever see you as Mr. Burke again, you Boo. So all y'all say, hey, Boo. Ah, oh, you got your name. <laughs> I was going to pick you. You keep it up, I'm going to pick you second. But here's what happens. The main way people are coerced into this is the boyfriend factor. It's a guy who comes along and he's everything I need at that exact moment. If my family is not around, he's right there with time. If I don't have money, he's there with money. If I like to get my hair did, if I like to get my nails did, I like me some cute looking shoes, gotta have me the newest and latest. I'm about to put my arm right here, okay? Who's going to handle that? Boo's going to handle it. Why do you think he's going to handle it? He's investing time to get into my what? Because women and men are stimulated differently. Men are stimulated by two things. It is what they see and what they smell. Let's start with smell. A man always wants something smelling good coming out the what? Kitchen. And he always wants his woman smelling what? He's also stimulated by what he sees, which is why men drive the demand for sexual exploitative services, strip clubs, pornography, you understand? Women, however, are stimulated totally different and by one thing and one thing alone, it's by what we, that's why you always see a good girl with a bad boy, right? We always say Whitney and Bobby, uh-huh, she was a good girl, but we know it was not. Yeah, Whitney was bad too. But that's the one we always think of, right? The whole bad boy, good girl syndrome. It's not that case. He preys on the vulnerability that I am portraying. Right? right? right. So tell me how fine I am. So oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> no, yeah, boo. Thank you. We jokefully, we jokefully laugh. My husband... My husband shakes his head every time I get me a new boo. <laughs> no. But reality is there is something that we can laugh about, however you need to understand. What he's doing is being right there with what I need and what I want to hear. Every single thing. I am so fine. I'm his one and only. And by the whole time that he's investing all this garbage into me, I'm buying every bit of it. But what if I'm over here, he's got a new boo. He's telling her, but he's keeping us separate so that we think we're the one and only. This is the largest way people are entrapped into human trafficking. Now it's the boyfriend factor. The reality is, is once a girl's heart is in it, she's sold. You can't say nothing. And if you know any of your daughters who've been in love with a, a knucklehead you didn't want no part of, you can't tell her nothing because, Daddy, I'm in love. Right? 
You can't tell a woman nothing about her man, whether he's good, bad, or indifferent, can you? Here's what happens. He uses that love to his advantage. And then he'll either bring up some sob story, and there's two kinds of pimps. It's a Romeo pimp and a gorilla pimp. A Romeo pimp uses the what? The heart. And what do we think a gorilla pimp is going to do? He beats on her. That's right. And this is what you're dealing with. This is the main method we're seeing. It is not the street prostitute that everybody thinks of. It is not the girl swinging around the pole. It's the one who's in love. Other ways people are, I'm going to go to the back and then I'm going to keep coming up. So which aisle would be better for me to keep running down? All right, cool. All right, because it's hard for me to see on the back of my neck. Females are helping to recruit. Now, how many of you are from this area? So Bartlett is a pretty affluential suburb of Memphis. Wherever there's money, we don't assume there's crime, do we? However, last year, Kayla Bray was arrested. She was 16 years old, captain of the cheerleading squad at Bartlett High School, and she was pimping out other cheerleaders. So you had a woman who was pimping out other cheerleaders last year toward the end of the school year in Arlington, which is another affluential school. High school was being pimped out, girls being pimped out in the school bathroom. This is not your typical pimp hoe relationship these are young kids doing this you also have these things about great travel benefits you tell some young kid that they're not going to make a lot of money they're not going to listen to you what happens is, is a pimp is really good at what they do they are preying on the vulnerability of that person i know ready okay <laughs> i did it on she's over here going look they're trying to take your picture but you need to understand that a pimp is the most amazing psychologist ever. He's exactly what you need when you need it. And I say he, but it's not always a he. It usually is a what? It's a she. No, I'm about to tell you who your real ones are. But you tell a young kid that they're not going to make a lot of, or that, that it's not a real offer for these job with travel benefits. What's that young kid going to do? They're going to bell against you and go because you said what? Not to. Shame and family humiliation. There's many cultures where uh, pride in the family unit, culture is extremely rich. In America, culture has died down. In your Russian, your Latino, and your um, Asian provinces, culture and bringing family honor is a big deal. <laughs> I'm doing that because of her. All right, but here's reality. Reality is, we are losing touch with the culture, but it is a really big deal for a person that is not a U.S. citizen to come to America to build a life for them. It is a family honor to be able to send you to America to get a job and to send money home to your family and to eventually bring your family here, is it not? What is happening now is they'll come over here and their papers expire. Now they're forced to do what? Survive. And if you're from here in northern uh, Memphis, we call it Little Mexico, you go up Jackson Avenue and there's a thousand Latinos that are what they call irregular because once they came here, now they're what? Their papers have expired. You, when your papers are expired, you can't get a temporary social security number. You cannot get a temporary driver's license. You cannot get employment. You cannot get a um, residence, can you? Now you're forced to work day labor for cash. See what we're dealing with? Then you have snatch and grabs, kidnappings. That's not happening as much as you think. 
This coercive measure on Facebook, Twitter, social media, Instagram is happening way more than a snatch and grab. You ought to cringe every time you see a child go missing on TV. It isn't just a dad without parental rights getting that kid. Okay? You also have things like labor trafficking. Where do you think you're going to find labor trafficking? Agricultural communities, construction sites, in hotels, housekeeping, um, uh, nannies. There's a lot of this going on. Domestic servitude is another word you'll hear about it. Magazine crews, pyramid schemes. What about mass breeding? What do you think mass breeding is? They are forcing girls to have babies to sell said baby. Where? All over. No, it is not, ma'am. Not overseas. It's right here. It is right here every day. The only thing that cannot happen here legally is organ trafficking because the American Medical Association will not transfer organs from anybody that was not through the, um, the, their proper donation procedures. Organ harvesting is happening overseas, but mass breeding is most certainly happening right here. What do you think we would need to breed children for? Okay, what else? Y'all are so naive. No, they are breeding children so crazy pedophiles can have sex with them. Oh, yes. A lady from Memphis last year at the, at the, um, at the Super Bowl took three of her kids. One of them was three years old. Put, him on, put that little girl on eBay for $100,000. The sad thing is, is the bid got up to $250,000 for a three-year-old. Now, there's not a three-year-old that I'm sitting there going, ooh, baby. This is happening right here. That lady was from here. She goes to court with a rosary on talking about leniency. Leniency, my tail. Right? She could have gave me that kid. Then you also have mail-order brides. We've heard of that for years. The largest population is Vietnamese women. And they're usually with men from the Vietnam era. Now, I need to say something to you. You have to be very careful when you're accusing somebody because a lot of the men that came from Vietnam came because they fell in love over there. So don't mistake a Vietnamese woman with a man who's in the, the era of his life in his 50s or, or beyond that, that that's not a legitimate relationship. Got to be real careful to be accusing people of stuff. Okay? It's really important. I have to turn this on for you. Do you think you'd know a trafficking victim if she came into your face? Probably not. Probably think they got a third eye or a bum leg or something, right? Something that would say I'm a victim, right? I brought one with me. Here are some branding and tattoos. You need to start paying attention. Let me ask you something. We're all uh, inclined. If, if you're in front of somebody that's going like this, we know they're what? They're, they're Jones and for a what? Fix. A fix. Well, same body language lets you know that somebody's being victimized. If Shirley. Let's say Shirley is victimizing me and every time I see her I'm doing this. What does that show you? There's, or what? Threatened of some sort, right? What about me never looking a man in the eye? Could be shameful, but it, it, it's very much fear. What if, if, if Shirley is my, and I'm, can I utilize you? You're right. If Shirley is my aggressor and somebody asks me a question, ask me my name.
if I look to her to answer the question or she always answers for me, that's a sign. There's a lot of signs. But there are also physical indicators. If somebody looks starved, there's a problem. If you can see their ribs, there's a problem. If they are not wearing seasonally appropriate clothing or highly sexual or provocative clothing, you know what I'm talking about. In school, we have school uniforms. It is usually a white polo style shirt, even for girls. But you know, in khaki pants, supposedly, but you know that these girls wear super tight and super up, you know, yeah. If they were boys, you'd be able to know what religion they were. That's just how tight things are. Tell me I'm lying. Okay, whenever I'm lying, y'all stop me. All right? With the main physical indicators comes tattooing and branding. These are things that are very important. Can we cut the lights so that you can see this better? It's really important. Okay, don't go to sleep. You know you ain't going to go sleep in here. All right, does this have a pointer? Okay, but it doesn't point on there. Okay, the very first thing is this barcode up here on the top left. Can you see that? That barcode is something that you find on what? On products. What does it say? It is telling you who manufactured, what the product is, all the details, and how much to sell it for. What this is on a human being, why would somebody have that on them? Because they are now the property of somebody. That is absolutely correct. But what this shows is this woman here owes $2,000 left to her trafficker. Now, what do you mean? Debt bondage is a way to enslave somebody. Now, let's look at slavery in a real-life situation. You buy a house, you are enslaved to that bank until you do what? Pay it off. Pay it off. You buy a car in that finance company until you pay it off. They own that car. You come over here from a different country and can't afford it, I'll front you the bill, no problem. But it ends up being just like a waitress at, at the restaurant. You come in, she takes your order. She adds a lot of stuff. Can I recommend cheese? Would you like some onions on your steak? Would you like a little of this, a little of that? When you're finished with it, would you like a cup of coffee? Would you cut a piece of pie, a piece of cake? What can I offer you? Huh, 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 huh. And I'm constantly doing what? Adding. Does she ever say you ought to stop your bills getting too high? No, because she gets a what? The same thing happens with debt bondage. You come over here, it costs five dollars to $10,000 to get you here from another country, no problem. Now I have to house you and feed you and clothe you. And if you're wor working in certain fields, now I have to buy you shoes, clothes, hard hat. I got to take care of you. What is, and it keeps increasing the bill. How am I ever going to get paid off if they're not giving me any money or subpar wages? Oh, really? But they've got me under the delusion that as soon as I pay off my debt, I'm free. But the catch is, hello, this top right-hand corner is a personal manifesto that one pimp forced this girl to ride on him. This girl, what you may or may not be able to notice, is her first trick was for $4.25. Can you imagine that your sexuality, your intimate time is only worth $4 and a quarter? Can you imagine? This pimp thinks he's super good, made her shave her eyebrows and tattooed it across her face. What about the wings? Just keep watching. The other ones you'll notice are things that pimps will put on their victims. This pimp put his entire picture. This one has on her breasts what? dollars because she's all about the what? Money. This one 
This girl here was so sad. He said, she, the pimp told this girl that every time you put your mouth on a man, I want you to think of me. And he tattooed his name. Now, 90% of the girls that are involved in human trafficking are missing who? Oh, they're not present because just because we're here talking about jail, most of them are where? Or where? Gone somewhere. But they're not home. These girls are calling these pimps daddy. Do you know what that is? That is a cry for help. That is saying that I don't even realize what wholesome love is. I'll let my husband tell you about this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tim and I actually were just the victims involved in this case. The FBI, uh, according to the, F- the local FBI, they say that this was actually the most brutal pimp they have ever encountered in this country, ever. Mm. Uh, he's currently behind bars for serving 45 years. 45 years. That's all. That's it. Manifestos. Manifestos uh, proclaims himself to be sovereign and that the laws in this country should not apply to him. Uh, wow. Tell him about the attorneys. He, he, would, he fired every attorney he had. How many? Uh, five. Seven. Seven. Apparently. <laughs> the judge finally told him that he'd have to stick with the, with the final attorney. He actually he had a couple attorneys that He was transferred. At that point, he was transferred to a federal holding area. And he was actually in the library there downloading porn and selling it to the inmates while he was there. And the officers for $200 a piece. Over 200 pieces of porn was printed because he claimed himself to be his own attorney. In front of tons of people. Yes. They were in a vehicle, took it back to the apartment they were staying in. He had the other girl, one girl, to go get a, uh, an iron. That you iron your clothes with. The other with. girl to go get a bottle of bleach. He burned her with the iron. He threw the bottle of bleach on her. Uh, keep in mind, she had and boiled bleach. hot water and, and poured it on her. Now, what's sick? Is it what he did or the fact that somebody paid her for sexual relations while her flesh was boiled off? She's bleached and burned. And nobody helped her. Nobody. Not one call. 
Other vulnerability, can we please turn the lights back up? Other vulnerability risks would be the economy. We still got to eat, bills still got to be paid, rent still has to be dealt with, and I still got to deal with my car, right? But drug dealers, when they sell all their drugs, they have to turn around and go buy what? More, more drugs. Yeah. Arms dealers have to turn around and go buy more weapons. But what's the one thing you can sell over and over and over? A human being. And not just a woman. The big myth is that it's only girls. 46% are estimated to be boys. But boys don't talk about sex, especially if they've been violated or raped, because it demasculinizes them. So they go on and act like it doesn't happen, which is why we have an amazing increase in criminal activity. What do you think fear can do to somebody? You're not lying. I would say fear is something that destroys your mind and it just it's a way out of the suicide because you don't you don't know what you're gonna do. Mm -hmm. The other vulnerability risk factors are our gang life. There's a huge Latino presence in Memphis and Nashville. But if, if you know of working with Latinos, Latinos don't associate typically with on the outside of other Latinos. They're a very, very um, tight-knit group. But what happens is, is there are people within the crime syndicates and gangs that will go and get these girls from Latino, foreign-born, national countries, which doesn't mean everybody's always like, oh, Mexico. No, we're talking South America, islands, Spain, and Mexico. Uh, all of that. But what they're doing is they'll bring them here to satisfy the gangs here. They're bringing them here. Because how do you keep a man mobilized? Look, ladies, let's be real. You got a husband and you tell him he's king of the universe. He's going to do whatever you just told him to do again because he likes being called king of the universe. Men thrive off of the stroke of the ego. You bring a woman here to satisfy you and I'm just saying the other thing that's a huge vulnerability risk factor is the amount of times that our children are abused even before they become sexually active. So what sex used to mean was a, an expression of love. It was a very intimate time. It was meant to be between one husband and one wife. It was never meant to be premarital. We all know that, right? But now it's just like whatever. It doesn't mean anything. And you got a group of girls that call themselves the virgins because they'll drop it like a top, but they won't have sexual intercourse vaginally, which they claim still makes them a what? Does it? Why are we even having this discussion? Other things that you need to pay attention to is what your child is doing online. Social media has become the wave of the future. For every uh, Facebook page your child has that looks great and they look saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, they got one you don't know about. We don't know that. I'm going to tell you something, and, and I'm, I'm just saying, but we don't know that, do we? You look sweet, cute, and innocent. No, look, you can look at a, can you identify physically a pedophile? No, you can't. No, no, you sure can't. So we can look at the pastor going, oh, yeah, he's holy. <laughs> you better take what he said about the word and go measure the word for yourself. You can't trust who? Nobody. No. 
You've seen people who say, I've been married to him for years. I had no idea. Yes, you did. You just didn't pay attention to the what? Your child might be spending too much time online if you, you walk in the room and they shut it real quick. Yep. I want everybody to get out your cell phones and stand up. No checking Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email. Just get it out. Turn it on. Yeah, you in trouble. We checking your phone. We read it about you. All right, stand up. Well, we, uh -huh, we, we think that about you, too. I want everybody to turn it on, and I want you to turn it to the photos. And I want you to have your camera on and ready to take a selfie. If you don't have a camera, you're going to selfie with somebody else, and we're going to explain why a selfie is important in, revelation, or in relation to human trafficking. So get ready for your selfie. Yeah, my aunt got a selfie stick. Now every picture she has has what in it? The stick. She can't get that out of there. <laughs> now, we're going to jokefully say, if you don't have a phone, I want you to photobomb somebody. If you don't know what a photobomb is, get behind somebody and go, Ooh. okay? On the count of three, I want you to show me your best selfie pose, but I don't want you to take the picture. I'm going to show you something. Do not take the picture yet. I want to physically see the best selfie pose you have, okay? See, she's got mine. You come up here. This is mine. This is my attitude face. Okay, because I'm always doing what? Okay, on a count of three, I just want to see the best selfie pose, because then we'll take a selfie in a minute. Ready? One, two, three. Okay, now we're going to take one for real, because I just wanted to see it. Now, I want you to have the best selfie. Now, she's over here going, just all cute, but I want the best selfie, and I want everybody to go like this and take the best selfie. Ready? One, two, three. Now, sit down. Why is that significant? Why is that significant? Why, why is a selfie related to trafficking? Let me explain it to you. Well, I love that, but no. I love that, but no. Let me give Hold on just a minute. Um, I love where you're going, but that's not it. I'm going to explain it to you. Because we are all fully clothed in this room, taking really cute selfies, right? 95% of the pictures that are pornographic of children are taken in your house, in your bathroom, with a naked child taking her own picture. And she's posting it. Here's the problem. Whether she takes it of herself or he takes it of himself and he takes a picture of his goodies and she takes it, the fact that she has it on her phone, she's now a criminal. Then you got some boy saying, send me a picture. I swear I won't send it to nobody. Bull. You send it, now he has child porn. Child pornography is now under human trafficking. But here's what happens. That photo not only goes viral, but people are starting to exploit her because of this picture. You don't want me to tell your mama, do you? You better do what I tell you to do. And it leads, somebody said suicide. It most certainly does because it leads to cyberbullying. And nowadays our kids, I'm sorry, I, if you got one that's safe, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, great. But our kids are really, really messed up because they can't handle pressure anymore. Right. <laughs> Understand that your kids... 
having spent too much time online or doing things you don't know. They hiking up things and they trying to look a lot older. And they're being made predatory people online and it's their own fault because they're taking their own pictures and posting their own stuff. You want to know why? Because we're working three jobs just to keep a roof over our heads. Gotta love you. And you're paying for that phone without restrictions. I'm just saying. Don't they do it as a group though too, a bunch of teenage girls or? I have yet to make meet one girl who's honestly said I haven't taken a topless photo. I, we do this in schools all over the country, and a lot of them will tell you, don't tell my mama, but yeah, I have. No, I mean, as a group. As a, They're doing it everywhere. A, I mean, it's not a group thing. It's an individual thing. Why? Because I can do it in the privacy of my own bathroom. They're taking them in schools. They're taking pictures from up here with no clothes on. And, oh. um, Yes. Because when you're taking a photo, whether you're taking a photo in your backyard with your family, if you do a search on that picture, it tells you my exact address and location, 711 Barney Road. And that's pretty scary if you have someone childless or you yourself are already being stalked. You can box that. The other thing you have, though, you need to pay attention to, if your kid comes to you and tells you somebody sent me this picture, take that device immediately to the sex crimes or the internet crimes, and they can wipe it. Because if it's found on their phone and they didn't report it, they are still in possession of child pornography. Understand about the internet. The internet has definitely exploded and allowed for people to really manipulate people on a whole new scale. You don't see as many street prostitutes anymore, do you? No, because they're on the internet and in the hotel. It's safer, it's cleaner, it's on their call. Yep. It's well, well, no, actually it is because you're not at the elements and people are, yeah, it, they're not. That is a lot safer because then you are determining who you let cross that threshold versus just the regular street. John rolls up, you get in and that's it. There you go. All right. Girl, yeah, yeah. I'm going to read this to you because I don't know if it, can anybody read this last one down here? You can read this? You can read the last one? I want you to read it because you're a good-looking woman, right? You're supposed to say, yes, I am. Ready? Say it. Yes, I am. I want you to read this because this is a back page ad for secret agents. Y'all remember that secret agent, man? All right, read that. Yep, and I want you to start right here, and I'm going to stop you each time. Right? Do you? I do. I'm adventurous and I like money, don't you? Yeah. I'm cool. Keep going. Or a group that specializes in extracting key pieces of information from business leaders by seducing them with beautiful ladies such as yourself. Oh. Each assignment pays between $5,000 and $20,000 depending on the value of the information and how long it takes to obtain it. We also reimburse for travel expenses, if any. We have immediate needs for beautiful, sophisticated ladies. What is this? This is blackmail and espionage against who? Business leaders. We want to put them in a compromising position. Let me say something to you. Do you think it's some fluke coincidence that every time somebody runs for a political office that there's some scandalous mistress coming out of the woodworks going, he slept with me? <laughs> no. If you, seriously, if you tell some young person you can make between five and 20,000 just for sleeping with somebody. They're going for it. <laughs> 
You say no, whatever, <laughs> whatever. I'm, I'm a, all right, I got five minutes left, but I do want to get into pimp culture. I'm going to explain a couple things about a pimp. Men, who's this? In the middle, who is that? Lawrence Taylor, who was he? Sure, he was the bomb, wasn't he? Yeah. Until two years ago, when he solicited a 16-year-old prostituted child, she tells him, I'm 16. He said, I don't care, and he paid for it anyway. Last year, what a family legacy. His son was arrested for the very same thing. Talk about a generational curse, right? But pay attention to things. Memphis is most known for is hard out here for. Should we feel sorry for them? No. Really? As if I could care how hard. Soapbox moving on. But they messed me up, though, here. Cookie Monster used to be my favorite. And I don't know, some of y'all are seasoned like I am. I'm a lot younger than I look, or older than I look. Remember these two dudes? You don't, see, that shows how young you are. Muppets, man, and they hated everybody, right? They complained, sat up in that balcony. But they pimped them out too. Do you understand? But everybody thinks a pimp or a trafficker looks one way. He's the urban, young, African-American. Bull. Do you know who we're seeing more signs of now? Who's pimping? Mamas. Mothers and fathers are pimping out their own children now more than ever because we still got to make bills. Wow. Wow. This guy here is the senior citizen pimp. Two years, I'll laugh if you want to, two years ago in Newark, New Jersey, he was pimping out senior citizens out of a senior citizen high rise. There is nothing sexier than an 85-year-old woman going, hold on, baby, here I come. No! But he had 50-some senior citizens pimping themselves out and giving him all of the money. We often think it's just a young person thing, or a white thing, or a black thing. It's an everybody thing. Wow. Just saying. Cat Williams is always talking about what? Pimping. <laughs> Don the magic wand. Oh my God. He's now a bishop of a church on the south side of Chicago. He calls it the magic kingdom, and every Sunday is the pimping hoball. They take communion out of a pimp cup. Usually when you're going to Christ. You have turned away from your sins and you're headed this direction. Whenever somebody says, oh, yeah, I've changed 360 degrees. Watch. That means I'm still what? This is Snoop who? No, it ain't. His name is Snoop Lion. Let me show you some things. This is a red carpet event. He is a married man. Neither one of these are his wives. Each one of these women have dog collars and leashes on. You can see straight through her outfit. That is an MTV music premiere. And this is what we allow on TV. That's T-Rex. Or does a pimp look like this? Excuse me. My wife just made this point. It's not what we allow on TV. It's what some of us watch on TV. Yes, because we're promoting it. You're 100% correct. Yep. I want to... This will be the last thing I read. Um, can some man read this for me in the back? Somebody? I don't mind reading it. Mr. Muhammad, you want to read it for me? You didn't think I knew who you was? All clean cut? Most colors have no self-esteem for a reason. Pimp looks for that reason. And if it isn't on the surface, he brings that mother 
Keep going. It just is the best trait a person can find in someone they want to control. You can't find a weakness. You have to create one. You have to tear someone's ego down to nothing before they will start looking to you for salvation. Then you have a chance to build them back up, showing them that it's your program that takes them from darkness to hope. While you want them to feel good about themselves eventually, Ladies and gentlemen, I challenge you to ask yourself if you're really looking hard enough. Back when I was a girl, they had scratch and sniff stickers. If you put the sticker up to your nose before it was scratched, you couldn't smell anything, and you had to do what? Scratch it. What is it doing? It's taking that top layer off, and you did what? Now you can smell it. Reality is we have to scratch beneath the surface when we're talking to people because these victimized individuals are in your church, they're at your schools, they're at your place of employment, they're at the hospital, they're everywhere. They say that a victim comes across nine individuals who could have helped but didn't either because they were scared or didn't know the right things to answer or ask them. So I challenge you, are you going to be number 10? One last thing, close your eyes, close your eyes. And I'm gonna do a visualization exercise and then I'll be done. I want you to imagine a little girl, really cute, five years old, sleeping in her bed and the door creaks open and her father comes in the room and he looks at his little girl and peeks down the hallway to make sure nobody's coming. And he molests that little girl. And you're standing in the corner of that room and you say nothing because it's not your child. It's none of your business. And fast forward a few years and this girl is dropped out of school. She's only 14 years old. And she's standing on a street corner in the dead of winter with barely anything on during school hours. And you're standing on the opposite street corner and you see her and you say, well, it's not my child. It's not my business. You fast forward a few years ago and or fa fast forward a few years and she's in an apartment in her bathroom. She has no education. She's getting ready to start a secretarial job. And she looks at herself in the mirror and she's just a shallow shell of a person. She looks worn. She looks tired. Broke, busted, and disgusted. And she looks at herself in the mirror and goes, why do I even try? And she feels like giving up. But you stand in that corner and you say, it's not my child. It's not my business. I want you to look at that girl in the mirror. And I want you to imagine that's you. Are you worth the investment of getting involved? Are you going to treat somebody like that's not your business and not your child? 
Look at me. I want you to go out of here with four words. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. Say it. Not on my watch. Thanks for having me.